You're listening to The Digital Entrepreneur, the show for folks who want to discover smarter ways to create and sell profitable digital goods and services. This podcast is a production of Digital Commerce Institute, the place to be for digital entrepreneurs. DCI features an in-depth, ongoing instructional academy, plus a live education and networking summit where entrepreneurs from across the globe meet in person. For more information, go to rainmaker.fm slash digital commerce. That's rainmaker.fm slash digital commerce. And welcome back to The Digital Entrepreneur. This is episode number 14 of The Digital Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jared Morris, VP of Marketing for Rainmaker Digital. And I am joined once again this week by the founder and CEO of Rainmaker Digital, Mr. Brian Clark. Brian, how are you? Not too bad. What's going on with you? Uh, not much. It seems like uh, in the time since you were with us, which is uh, one episode ago, uh, or you missed one episode, you were here the episode before, but you've been kind of geeking out on some virtual reality stuff. And you, uh, you sent me some links today that were some really interesting reading. And we decided to make today's episode uh, about virtual reality and how virtual reality may shape the future of digital commerce. And uh, so I'm excited to talk about this with you. Yeah, you know, when we launched digitalcommerce.com, uh, Digital Commerce Institute, uh, that was one of the, this is what's next type teasers. And um, it's been something that uh, you can't escape the news about virtual reality in general. But uh, I started looking at things in a very specific manner, really kind of on accident by listening to a podcast of all things uh, and got some information that I didn't know, and it got my wheels really turning. So, you know, virtual reality has been this bus thing since, you know, Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson is the consummate science fiction novel about virtual reality. It's also hilarious. But there were early attempts in the 90s at it. There were earlier attempts in in the first decade uh, at the turn of the century. And they were disasters because it wasn't time for it yet. And I think to some people that uh, pr provokes uh, some skepticism. But I also remember that starting in about 2001, every year was year of mobile. Well, guess what? It didn't happen until the iPhone was invented. And now you can't get away from it. And people who kind of wrote it off and say, oh, yeah, you said that last year, all of a sudden mobile has become the dominant form of traffic. You've got people, major publishers without responsive design at a minimum, you know, much less mobile first. Oh. And I'm just saying you got to pay attention because this isn't going to be like mobile adoption. There's too much money. There's the technology is too good. Facebook didn't pay $2 billion for Oculus, you know, for fun because Mark didn't know what to do with his piggy bank. It's a big deal. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But I think it's going to happen much faster than people think. And so I guess that's really what we want to talk about today. Like, what are some of the signs? What are the, some of the things you need to be thinking about? Because if you want to get involved at an entrepreneurial level, uh, it's a good time to do so while disruption and change is happening, as opposed to when it's all figured out, the, play, the big players are set, the standards are set, and all of a sudden you feel locked out. Yeah. 
And I do want to let people know, uh, we're going to talk about some links and even some examples uh, of virtual reality, like some 360 video examples. Go to digitalcommerce.com slash podcast and you'll find the show notes for this episode, how virtual reality may shape the future of digital commerce. Because uh, all the links uh, and, and even those videos will be in the show notes. That's where you can find those at digitalcommerce.com slash podcast. And it's interesting, Brian, because I actually talked about this with Scott Ellis a couple of months ago. We did a one of our cutting edge webinars inside of Digital Commerce Academy. And we talked about this and, and exactly what you were talking about with how you know, you hear about virtual reality right now, and obviously we've been hearing for it or hearing about it for a while, kind of seeing it in movies, and it always seemed like this thing that was way out there. And maybe at some point in the future this would happen. And we really are kind of coming to that point where the future is almost now. And it's not quite ready, you know, because you click on some of these examples, like the Washington Post did this cool virtual virtual reality uh, online thing. I don't even know what to call it, but this kind of presentation about Mars, you know, and I clicked in it in one web browser and it didn't work. It didn't load properly. It was kind of clunky. You know, it worked a little bit better in another browser. And so I think sometimes people see that and maybe think, oh, okay, so this isn't really all it's cracked up to be. But it's so important to remember that these are early iterations and it will continue to grow and develop and get better. And like you said, that's why thinking about it now is so important because there's still that big opportunity Maybe not necessarily to be a first mover, but to certainly be an early mover and and figure out where this is going, like you said, before everybody else stakes their claim to it. Yeah, well, you have to realize that, you know, the, the first headsets that are out there are on the low end and only 200 people in the world have an Oculus Rift at this point. OK, and this is the technology that the people at Facebook saw invented by a teenager, believe it or not, oh my. and they were so blown away that they paid $2 billion, $2 billion to for a technology, all right? And that's because Facebook is going to turn into a virtual reality walled garden. And if they can dominate it that way, geez, you think we have problems with, with Facebook now? <laughs> it's yeah. going to get worse. But here's what really got my imagination stimulated about the possibilities. And I did not realize that people over at Mozilla, the makers of Firefox, have had this project, what's it called? Open, no, WebVR, yeah. which is a, a standard for the open web. Any website with the push of a button and the, you know, the, the headset, obviously, becomes a virtual reality experience. And we talk about websites being experiences and adaptive and interactive and all that. Well, where do you think this is heading? And again, it may happen quicker than you think. And here's the key to it. The fact that the open web is a viable possibility due to the work these guys have been doing. Like two years ago, people thought they were insane. And now Google has adopted the, uh, the, the web VR standard and they have, uh, these guys at Mozilla have developed, uh, what's it called? The, the A-frame. A-frame. Okay. So a, what A-frame does is allow existing web designers to develop virtual reality. And it's a whole new mindset. It's, I mean, designers are about to be even more important than they've ever been. It's an amazing thing. And those, you know, we're, I bet Rafal's over there playing with something like this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But, um, you know, great designers went from web design to UX design. That's Rafal's path. And this is the next level, augmented reality and virtual reality. So here's the key. If you don't want Facebook to be the owner of the metaverse, which is 
VR nerd technology, again, used in Snow Crash, the science fiction novel. Uh, but that's what they're going to do. And if we develop the web, it, it makes so much more sense. You know, remember the conversations we have about, no, you don't need an, a content app. And, and the trend is looking uh, counterintuitively that apps are going to disappear because the open web works. The open web, is this is what it was designed for, linking, sharing, search, all of these things. So right now you have these virtual reality, this hardware coming out, and each one is tied to its own environment, like the PlayStation, or again, I think Oculus will eventually be cross-platform, but it's mainly probably going to work over at Facebook, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. so if, if, the, if these guys and Google, which has a very highly vested interest in making this happen, if the open web gets developed properly, no one's going to be able to control the walled garden. It's going to have to be cross-platform, and that platform is the web. That's exciting. That's like the beginning of the commercial web back in the 90s. It is. And, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how that happens, because one of the things, and, and this is an article uh, that we read from fastcodedesign.com. Uh, it's called Why a Virtual Reality Web May Never Happen. Uh, why a Virtual yeah, Reality Web May Never Happen. And it's talking about, so you talked about one of the challenges, which is designers, you know, that it, there's going to be a need for designers with a new set of skills to do this. And the other one is that UX challenge. You know, it's, it's very simple with websites. You know, there are hyperlinks and everything is linked together and we understand that. And I think a lot of people like me, especially people like me who didn't necessarily grow up reading science fiction and didn't really get into, you know, virtual reality and 360 degree video until a couple of years ago. So it's still kind of new. It's hard to grasp what that will look like when we're so used to a two-dimensional hyperlinked web. And that's yeah, do one you play, of the Are you a gamer at all? I'm not a gamer. See, I'm not either. And it's funny because I'm so fascinated by this stuff, but I don't play video games. I mean, I have a Galaga slash Miss Pac-Man machine in my basement. That's to me a video game. You know, I'm old school. <laughs> I never got into the ultra realistic first person shooter type stuff. Um, it, it's probably much better now, but I, I just felt like the gameplay wasn't there. So, and then I also grew up and quit reading comic books. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but from a business standpoint, I'm fascinated by it. And I, I think the same way you do that perhaps, um, I need to experience more of where gaming is at because I, I just shared a, uh, article, I think it was in further about the future of work. Mm -hmm. uh, is being developed through gaming. And what they really mean is virtual reality, 3D environments. Now, think about our company, 65 people all over the world. And we make do with, you know, uh, Trello and Skype and, you know, Slack. whatever, Slack, yeah. the tools that we have. But, but also realize how much work we get done when we're in the same quote-unquote room. Well, what if that's a virtual room? Does that... It, it was pretty enlightening about how that could actually accelerate the pace at which the traditional everyone-in-one office building type approach is coming to an end already. Mm -hmm. But the thing that's going to bring a lot of people along is that, yes, you can really get that kind of interaction. So I probably will 
give in to my son and get him an Xbox because maybe I'll figure things out that way by being more absorbed in it. You really can't understand mm. how this is going to work if you're not in, you know, you're not participating, I guess. And I guess that's, we see the business possibilities, obviously, right? So mm-hmm. what, what's the, the main one that comes to mind? And, and I showed you a great article from Wired. Well, online education, oh. you know, we use learning management systems to do the best we can to create, you know, a highly uh, polished presentation of, of course materials, uh, interactive elements, quizzes, worksheets, whatever the case may be, forums for questions after the fact. Well, what if you're actually there? You know, what if you're teaching a class like it's a classroom, which wouldn't be possible unless you got everyone to travel? Yeah. But now you've got more of that type of uh, that environment, which is. That's the first application that immediately comes to our minds as obviously we are big proponents of and, and practitioners of online training. Well, the, And th- this article is what really solidified it in my mind and made it make sense because just kind of reading about the, you know, the virtual web, okay, you know, you can kind of start to get that, but this really made it make sense. And this is an article by Brian Schuster. It's called Virtual Reality and Learning, the Newest Landscape for Higher Education. And I'm just going to read a paragraph from it because this is what really solidified it for me. Virtual worlds promise to deliver the best aspects of both real-world classrooms and online distance learning into a single platform with tools that provide avatars that represent the educators and the students, voice and video capabilities, PowerPoint and other collaborative whiteboard technologies, and group and private messaging chat, Educators are finding that the newest generation of virtual worlds can simplify the lecture and presentation process, allow students to ask, uh, answer questions to their teacher or each other without interrupting the lecture, socialize and learn in a streamlined manner, all of this done with the convenience and cost efficiency of distance learning. And when you start to think about the possibilities there for online courses, for membership sites, for forums, like you said, now it starts to make sense. You know, because yeah, now I mean that's the initial killer app. I mean, yeah, outside of gaming, I think that's the first thing that comes to mind. So you could imagine a future iteration of the Rainmaker platform, and we talk about the logged in experience and and access and all this. Well, you register and you enter essentially second life. You know, the virtual reality platform that's yeah. been around forever, but it it's a completely different thing. It's almost like. You're outside the club and then you walk in and you're like, whoa, but that's, that pops to mind, you know? So that to me, um, there's a lot of room for imagination still, but that makes sense. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. And that's the first thing where I go, I'd love to have that so I can create a more interactive environment, uh, for, for learning and teaching. Well, and think about this. Think about you're getting ready to prepare for a presentation. If you could walk into a virtual world that is that somehow approximates where you're going to be giving a presentation and actually have an audience or get some type of feedback while you're giving your presentation, you could really do really useful presentation prep doing that inside you know of a what, virtual world. You know what's interesting about that? Um, the first uh, serious, quote-unquote, uh, uses for virtual reality is overcoming phobias. Yeah. So one is a fear of public speaking, and they actually have simulations where people go and present to a virtual audience as a way to get over it. Uh, if you have a fear of heights, um, you know, you can walk across a plank over a you know chasm 
in a virtual world as a way to try to overcome your fears. But here's the weird thing about virtual reality, and I'm reading some really kind of heady stuff about you know, how our brains respond. Like, you know, when you're dreaming, you think it's real, Mm -hmm. right? You know, our brains aren't very good at determining what's quote unquote real and what's not. So there's a lot of philosophical implications here that, you know, once you enter a virtual world and once they're realistic enough, that will be reality for some people. And that, that, that's kind of getting beyond the scope of this conversation, but it's, it's a trip. It is. Well, and they, I don't remember who exactly did it, but there's plenty of anecdotal evidence of people, you know, inside of a virtual world and they have them step close to a cliff and then they say jump. And in real life, the person's just standing there with a headset on, but inside of the headset, (laughs) you know, they're walking over to a cliff and they can't physically in their physical room jump because in the virtual reality where they are, they feel like they're going to be jumping off this cliff and it totally short circuits their brain. Yeah, no, it's real to them, you know, yeah. and that's how our brains work. So again, I think you can see some kind of staggering, and, and that's why it's captured our imaginations for so long from a science fiction standpoint. But we're here, and it's about to start happening. And and again, my hunch is that uh, development on this is going to be a little bit more rapid than people might think. Here's the question I have for you, though. Um, because after I read, you know, reading the wired article, I'm like, yeah, I get it online teaching. But then you, I guess the, the third article is from Adweek, mm-hmm. and it's talking about publishers. Like you mentioned, you, you tried, you went and checked out some, um, of these examples, but publishers are creating VR experiences. Uh, and, and the get the gist of the Adweek article is that brands are next. And what does that mean? That means virtual reality content marketing. Now, this is getting crazy. Yep. Well, and and what the Adweek article really focuses on, too, is 360-degree storytelling. And so, again, you know, for people who think about virtual reality and you think that you have to be sitting there with a headset on, you know, and that that's the only way that you can consume it or that those are the people that you're going to be creating it for, this is on the web, and it's, it's kind of like a step between this 360-degree storytelling. And so if you've seen these videos on YouTube, and again, we'll embed these in the show notes, but the video plays, and you hit play, and it's kind of the simple two-dimensional view that you're used to, but up in the left-hand corner, there is a little circle with some arrows, and it's basically suggesting you can click into the video and drag it around, and it's a 360-degree video. So it's sitting there at kind of that middle point, but you can drag around and look and see everything else that is going on within 360 degrees around that point. And I actually saw this for the first time. Uh, Mark Cuban actually donated a bunch of money to my alma mater, Indiana, and they're one of the first schools to have this technology. And for the Hoosier Hysteria uh, earlier this year, the first basketball practice, they did an example of this 360-degree video where they put it in the arena And so you're watching the video and you can drag around and the video was right underneath the basketball court. So imagine you're standing underneath the basketball court, looking out onto the court as players are warming up. Okay. And imagine that's your video view. Now click into the video, drag it to the left. And now you can see the players on the bench and then people seated in the stands and you, you keep dragging around. Now you can see the band behind the basket and you drag around and you can see the rest of the fans all the way until you get back to the players on the court. And that's out there right now. And that's what a lot of these publishers are doing are these 360 degree videos, which, 
obviously then you know the next step is the completely immersive virtual reality scenes but this is a step before that and we're seeing huffington post do this you know the washington post is doing this a lot of the big publishers are and like you said what that means is next the brands get into it and it has huge implications for content marketing it does and you wonder if the little guy is going to be able to afford to participate but again i think that's why the open web open source tools that are being developed are so key and that savvy designers start to, you know, because the, uh, the technology developed by Mozilla for existing web designers is designed to extrapolate from existing metaphors, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually I think we'll transcend that, but again, you, you got to go step by step. And I think also people, you know, with the fiasco that was Google glass, you know, again, they're, they're going to say, yeah, whatever. I'm not wearing that on my face. Well, maybe not walking down the street, but I mean, let's look at the monitor metaphor. How long have we, do we just accept that you're supposed to stare at a screen? Why wouldn't you, when you're working at your desk, just have on uh, a headset or whatever that will get better, obviously. Um, That's augmented reality when you need to have presence in the room and it's virtual reality when you need to go immersive. That's, that's going to happen, right? So Again, things to think about, things to start paying attention to. I know I will. I may even do my keynote at Digital Commerce Summit on this topic because it's just, you know, it's kind of like when I uh, first threw myself into uh, the web in the late 90s from a business standpoint. And then I immersed myself in the blogging world in 2005 before launching Copyblogger. It feels like that again. And that makes my spidey sense tingle. I thought you were going to say you were going to do your keynote like in virtual, virtual, virtual reality. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be like Zuckerberg and hand out a headset to everyone in the audience. I don't think so. <laughs> hey, okay. So let me ask you this though, because I mean, this topic, it is so interesting, but it is, and it is, it's, it's getting nearer to being here, but I still think for a lot of people, it seems kind of out there. So if we're trying to boil this down to action items for today, someone can take, obviously, again, going to digitalcommerce.com slash podcast, find the show notes for this episode and read these articles, see the examples. That's the first step. So you can get an understanding of what's happening and what's to come. But what else can people do really with, with this right now? Like, How should they be preparing for this yeah. inevitable future? I mean, I think we're going to be talking about this more on this show. So there's that. But here's my takeaway. Audio isn't going anywhere. You know, it's not like uh, we've made a mistake moving heavily into audio. It still has advantages that other formats don't. Uh, People still want text articles. I mean, that's not going away either. But I think what you're seeing is important. Uh, The shift to, you know, everything from YouTube to Facebook video, right? That's just a precursor to this next coming wave. Um, the streaming video uh, services right now that are, are interactive and all that, it's not a stretch of the imagination for the technology to present, you know, when Ducker does his little um, uh, Vine or, it's not Vine. What Periscope. I'm, Periscope, right. <laughs> you know, uh, that you could feel like you're in the room with him. You know, I mean... So everything right now involving video is just a stepping stone to VR. I'm I'm quite sure that everyone's mind is is on the topic of sure it's video, it's the most popular form of online content, but it's only a step towards where we're heading. So I'm 
I'm looking more and more, you know, I'm not going to jump into virtual reality. What we need to do is start doing video. Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting about that is even something like Snapchat is training people to communicate in more of a realistic way. And it's not video, but the way that you communicate there is certainly much more almost virtually real than you do like other places. You're, you're, you're with a person instead of the, you know, again, metaphors that we've had on the web right. for 25 years. Exactly. Exactly. So it does seem like a lot of those trends and, and the technologies that are being adopted are going in that direction. So very interesting. And we will continue talking about this here on The Digital Entrepreneur uh, as we move forward. Not every episode, of course, but it will be a recurring topic. Uh, and it's something, as I said, that we already talked about inside of Digital Commerce Academy. And inside of Digital Commerce Academy, we have... And that's where... a really good webinar, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, Scott Ellis, uh, who is the host of Technology Translated, joined me for that. Uh, and it's called How Virtual Reality Could Impact Digital Commerce in the Near Future. And it's one example of our cutting edge webinars. And these are just webinars where we try and keep you on the cutting edge of digital commerce, talk about tools and technologies and tactics you may not have tried yet, it really that you may not have even heard of yet, but that are going to influence the future of digital commerce. So it's one of the big benefits of membership to Digital Commerce Academy. And you can see an example of one of our cutting edge webinars with the free membership. And so if you go to rainmaker.fm slash you can activate a free membership to Digital Commerce Academy. You'll be able to try out one of those cutting edge webinars. And then of course, if you upgrade uh, to a paid membership, you'll be able to get every one of those cutting edge webinars that we put out. So go to rainmaker.fm slash free, get your free membership. And we look forward to seeing you in there. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Digital Entrepreneur. Thanks for being here, Brian. Not a problem. Hey, one quick request. Yes. Listeners, if you could go over to iTunes and uh, give us your thoughts about the show, The Digital Entrepreneur, with a review or rating uh, at iTunes, it helps quite a bit. So I thought I'd just throw that in. I like that. And subscribe while you're over there, if you're not subscribed already. All right, everybody. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week.